Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. advice from old pro turkey hunters like this the turkeys typically don't like i think more times than not to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning especially after he gets up it's a blinding thing it, it it's just like you it's hard for you to see into the sun mm-hmm. so if i have a choice i'm going to try to make it so that i'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 440, Patience Pays Off. And I am your co-host, and the guy who is about to vacuum seal some turkey. And I'm your co-host and the guy who is visited by the angel of death today. Uh-oh. So what did you have delivered today? This man came. Only it mean one thing. A I killed died. a gobbler. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. And, it, you know, today was interesting. He came. He just knows where the turkey is because I took the turkey to work with me. And shockingly, the first time ever in my life that I've seen this UPS man at my office. He comes to my office. <laughs> I was like, I said, I killed one today. And he goes, well, why do you think you're seeing me? Well, I mean, without even a, a thought, he just came wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Oh, uh, so, that's good stuff. For those of you who don't understand the joke, I have this UPS man, and I really don't get that many packages. When I kill a turkey and I'm cleaning it in the backyard, this man shows up at my house 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and today he showed up at my office. So, like, it got real weird then. So, he is the angel of death on turkeys. Like, if somebody doesn't stop this man, populations will be in major decline if he visits too many houses. Well, I told you I've, I've already put in for a transfer for him, for him to be transferred to Birmingham. I'm not letting this man go. He's the luckiest luck charm I've ever had, and I've tried them all. I was wearing a healing crystal earlier this year, and that thing didn't do anything. <laughs> That was after I missed the sixth turkey of the year. I, I bought a healing crystal and it did not work. I couldn't believe it, man. I mean, it was seven dollars. Like I thought it had some powers, but I swear it didn't. That's a shame. Did you return it and get your seven dollars back? Uh actually after I missed the sixth turkey, it not that I litter, but it may have sailed many yards across an open field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accidentally. That's awesome. Followed by a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shotgun chasing yeah. the healing crystal. Yeah. The, it was a clear quartz healing crystal is what I was told was needed in order to correct my missing. That thing didn't do a dang thing. And so. So who's, who's trying to get you to buy into the hoodoo voodoo? I don't even know the guy's name. Some guy texted me and was like, here's what you need. I was like, sold. I'm in. Anything to make me stop missing. Well. But I I couldn't believe the $7 healing crystal on Amazon was not able to correct my missing. Well, something's corrected it. I mean, if anything could correct a miss, it's got to be that, right? You know. I would think so. <laughs> this thing was huge, dude. dude. Like, it weighed like a pound around my neck. Like, <laughs> I was like having like neck pain because of this cord pulling with this giant like plastic crystal hanging off of it. <laughs> Uh, well, that's probably... He's like, what the crap are you wearing? And I was like, I bought a healing crystal because I can't hit a turkey to save my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's when times are tough, man. That is when times are tough. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, congrats to you. I assume you're not putting the store-bought turkey in the freezer. No store-bought. No store-bought. So, yeah, it was, uh... Saturday the 16th was a good day all the way around. Yes, it was. We had a heck of a day. It was That was fun, man. It was like uh, our buddy Scott, who has been on the show multiple times sharing hunts with us. He came to Tennessee and hunted with me for opening day here. It was on the 15th. And we got him a turkey about 7.30 that morning. So, what, I sent you a video of him having his demonic possession convulsions on the ground after he um, killed him. I mean, he was locked up on the ground it, laying on his side. And it yes, it was a sight to behold. It was, it was the 15th. I forgot. It was tax day, normal tax day. Yes. Normally a day we do not look forward to, but this year it was great. Yes. But yeah, Scott but, was, was a sight to behold. And you were laughing, yeah. running the video camera, and said something like, what happened? And he's just, I mean, in the fetal like, position and raises his arm and kind of points down away from him and says, will you please go check on my bird? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all he could muster. He's like, go check on him. <laughs> he was torn up, man. But he, uh, it's, uh, I, I cannot wait. I know he has the audio of it, and I, I'll, spoiler alert, you know, I've had a big problem with missing turkeys this year. I, honestly, I just miss turkeys every year, but this year more so than ever. And he missed this gobbler. And on 
the on the audio you hear him say dang it cameron he got me like and i wasn't even with him because i was calling way behind him but he's like his luck got me (laughs) and then the gobbler was so disoriented it ran past him at like 10 yards all of a sudden and he rocked him on the third shot (laughs) (laughs) like it was so lucky but that was when so my perspective on over day i i'm crawling away from scott acting like a hen leaving and raking the leaves and calling and it's got these two gobblers torn up and i'm like man they got to be close and then you know i hear boom boom and i'm like oh crap and so i wait i wait a little bit nothing happens so i start easing back up that way and i get to where i can see scott he's just standing on the road like our uh, our dirt road that we have He's just standing there, and I mean, I've known the stories. I'm like, man, he ought to be having like a convulsion if he killed one, you know, but uh-huh. he's not. So I'm like, crap, he missed, you know. And this is a long period of time between when he shot, you know, a minute or so. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching him, and he raises up, shoots again. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? And I hear flopping, and I'm like, did he kill the whole flock like is he trying to limit out in one day like what is going on (laughs) and then he's on and then like next thing i know this man has fallen out on his back and he's he's down he is out and having his convulsion and i'm trying to get a story out of him like what am i what happened and all he can do is like one finger point over the ridge like go check on him and i'm like well he must have got one at least Uh, I went over there, and he did kill one, so that was good. And apparently, he missed him twice, and then it, like, ran past him, like, a minute later at, like, 15 yards, and he smoked it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was pretty wild. Tennessee has been a pain in his rear end. He came and hunted with yes. you three years ago and got COVID. Yeah, day one, and I could tell he was... He just, like, as the morning went on, it was like I could tell he was walking slow or, like, you know, just could tell he's, he wasn't feeling great. And then the headache hit him, and he just was down. He, he only got to hunt, like, half a day. Yeah. And he had come, I so, think, before that, the didn't year. Oh, no, he came the next year. Yeah, and got skunked. So. Yeah, he came back the next year and had a gobbler come in to, like, 70 and then stand there, went out of strut, and apparently just stood there for, like, two and a half hours. Never moved. Just stood there. And yeah. then it left. Anyway, he's had a rough time here. Um, you know, it's it can do that to you. But oh yeah, I was happy to get him up here and and get him on a gobbler and and get his Tennessee bird knocked down as a beautiful gobbler and really neat experience because it was he killed that turkey about 50 yards from where I just did a prescribed burn about three weeks ago. That was a ton of work. I mean, I backpack blowed a fire lane for the burn for about a mile with a backpack blower it was a lot of work in the hills and so i did that and then it was also there's a food plot right there that my brother thomas and i planted and so it just was i wanted to hunt that area specifically because i wanted to see a turkey hopefully get killed right there with like the fruits of my labor you know yeah and so it it was a it was really cool to get him I'm a turkey, A, and B, for it to be in that spot where I was like, man, I put in a lot of effort to help turkeys in this area, and they're here. You know, like, it was really cool. Oh, yeah. I bet. So that was That's... special. And then you sent us a text about, it was late morning, early afternoon? 
Oh yeah, it was mid afternoon. Yeah. It was it was you know, it was pretty late. But yeah, I got I've got some some audio. There was a period of a few minutes where this bird gobbled pretty well, but it was a you know, kind of what I consider to be a a classic south deep south afternoon hunt where you're you're using a lot of your other senses than you're hearing for listening for gobbling and so yeah got it got it done bird number one in alabama i've had some really good hunts had some good opportunities to take birds and for one reason or another have yet to shoot at home but you know Mm -hmm. it's it's always fun to be able to tag that first bird at home and you know just get it going and well you know get some get some meat in the freezer heck yeah and it was he told me the story it was quite the cat and mouse game and a lot of background to it and sound like a heck of a turkey so just really interesting story that you told me so i'll be excited for you to share that with the listeners one day when we reveal that hunt yeah heck yeah but today's not that day but then on the same day so scott's killed andy's killed scott you know typical turkey traveling you know fashion and i knew it but i was like man if you need to get home like get on home and he's like well i mean it wouldn't be a bad thing to get on home. and i was like man i understand like, when you kill an estate it's time to get home you know and and be with the family so you can do some more later in the spring you know mm-hmm. and that's just how it is so he rocked out totally like and i completely understand it was not rude in any way like he he rocked out to go home and this was about noon and i was like well i guess i'm gonna go hunting you know (laughs) and so i picked up a gun and actually drove across state lines to a state that i need to hunt and kill a turkey and i've never killed one there and i ended up striking a bird about 4 30 in the afternoon and checking off a new state the same day yes you did and it was epic i got some good audio from that one i think I think I recorded that one. Pretty sure I did. Yeah, I did. And it's really good. He was, as far as a, an eastern wild turkey in the afternoon, it was about as fired up as I've heard one. Uh, great day for all three of us, Saturday the 15th. Yes. In three different states. Yeah. Yep, you're right. So, that's yeah, pretty cool. It was, it was, a. Uh, it, it was interesting getting you know, having that text chain going back and forth pretty much all day. So yeah, that was, that was cool. No doubt. But yeah. you've got a pretty cool hunt for us today. Yeah. And this one is fresh off the press as it literally happened today. Mm-hmm. So this turkey is, has had quite the day. This morning he was roosted in a white oak tree. This you know, midday he was at work with me. This evening <laughs> he was being consumed between two Hawaiian turkey buns. And later this evening, he's starring on a podcast. So, I mean, what a day for this wild turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a monumental day, that's for sure. <laughs> he's, he's been to the office. He's been served between Hawaiian buns, and, and now he's on a podcast. <laughs> Don't forget, he got to see the UPS man. Yeah, he got to meet the UPS man who saw all of his brothers and, and kinfolk the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it... It was an epic day, though, but I'll go ahead and start the story. So I don't think, have I talked to you yesterday or today about no. what happened yesterday? No. 
Okay. So this story will be fresh for you, which will be great. And this occurred in my home state. So I have, I, I hunt differently at home than I do on the road. So when I hunt another state that I need to kill one in for my quest that I'm on, I'm very focused on killing a turkey, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's, that's, that's the goal. Well, here at home, due to bag limit reductions and everything that's going on here, I'm very interested in the experience and the, the memory and not as much the killing. Like, honestly, if I don't kill one at home, I will be fine. But, you know, I want to. Like, I'm going every day, but it kind of has to be the right hunt. You know what I mean? And yesterday, I went, so I went to this place. It's it's public land, and it's where I killed a turkey last year. And there were several other gobblers in there with the turkey I killed. So I assumed there would be some back this year. And I went in there. And I got on some turkeys early in the morning and had them fired up. And they were gobbling really good. And they kept drifting. They drifted, and I would call, and they would just, I mean, turn inside out, come back up to about 60, 65, gobble, 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 drift away. And, it like, this pattern happened three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I finally decided there's something between us because they should be here, like, this the area I'm hunting is very swampy. There's literally like a slough every hundred yards, I feel like. So I was like, there's got to be a slough between us. And Onyx and apps don't show you these little sloughs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I started crawling. When they drifted away, I crawled forward to gain ground. Mm-hmm. And so I crawled forward. And anyway... Long story short, I ended up working the turkeys back in, and they came in, and it was two gobblers and a jake, and they passed by me single file. So they stopped gobbling, but I I knew they were coming, because the last time they gobbled, they'd come back up. And they passed by me without question, stepped it off at 36 steps on the nose, single file line, out of strut, and they passed right by me, and I let them walk. Yeah. It, It was... Right on the end of, I I judged them at 40 in my mind, which is the end of my range that I care to shoot a turkey. And At home. At home, yeah. And I mean, honestly, 40 is about right anywhere. If if it's right on, if, it, if this had happened in a different state, I, I probably almost certainly would have pulled the trigger, to be honest. Yeah. And I, my gun's very capable of killing, you know, and ethically killing. But it just wasn't, I have two tags this year. And I have another month almost of hunting. So yeah. it's, it it wasn't what I wanted. And it's hard to explain that. I don't, it was hard to even comprehend it in my mind. But at the time, I my heart rate was up, but it wasn't like that I can feel it about to come out my throat pounding, you know, that I wanted. Yeah. And so I let them walk. And I mean, I, I'm telling you, it was 30, I it was 36 steps on the dot. I measured it twice. and. I let them walk, and they came around me to the right and got within 20, which at that point I was like, okay, now I'm going to kill one. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is good. And so I swung to try to kill one, and they busted me and flew, and I wasn't going to chance a flying shot. And so that was kind of how yesterday went. So today I thought, I know I busted them, but I, I think they're going to be right back. Like I, 
I didn't shoot at them. Like they were scared, but all they saw was movement. Like they didn't. Right. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. And so this morning, I went back to the same spot and started out listening. And without fail, literally right where they were yesterday, one started gobbling. And he is gobbling. And so I'm going to cut that part of the audio out because essentially what I did is he starts hammering his brains out and it is dark. And so I moved up really close and then he was gobbling really good. And it was very dark, and there's lots of leaves on right now. So every time he would gobble, I would just advance two to three yards. Mm-hmm. And he would gobble and I'd advance, and he would gobble and I'd advance. And finally, I ended up... So I cut all that part out because I don't want y'all hearing you walking around in my pocket, rustling around with tank gobbles, you know, <laughs> for 30 yeah. minutes. But we're going to pick up when I set up. And so I ended up working into like 80 yards from this turkey on the roost. And I'm close. And I'm close enough to know that I'm going to watch him fly down. You know, like, I will see it. And so I'm set up on the tree. He's still ripping it and hasn't failed to stop gobbling yet. So I guess we're just going to... After the bull hunt is played, I'll give an explanation as to what happened. And we can have some discussion on it. But we're going to pick up... I'm in a hardwood swamp bottom hunting eastern turkeys. It is a very wet bottom. I'm in my hip boots that I've dumped out three times because I've gone over them. Wow. And I'm sitting on a big old tree in a hardwood swamp bottom that is totally flat, just absolutely beautiful. And I'm 80 yards from a roosted gobbler. And I will say there was, you'll pick up on pretty early, turns out it's another one starts gobbling, the second gobbler from yesterday. And he's about 150 yards. So that's what you'll hear going back and forth, the far further gobbler and the closer gobbler. And you're going to hear some good gobbling. We'll hop in here and do the hunt, and then I'm going to give an explanation as to what happened after we listen to this audio. So let's hop in here. All right, sweet.
rate is insane right now. Alright, so I ended up killing one, and I presume yeah. this was the same, huh? I said yes, I oh. killed one. Yes, and didn't miss, more importantly. Yes. But I presume these were the same two gobblers from yesterday. No one will ever be able to prove it 100%, but I shot them 100 yards from where I scared them the day before, and it was two long beards together, so I feel pretty mm-hmm. confident it may have been the same ones. But I'd like your take on this once I kind of explain it, because it was an interesting scenario. So Okay. I'm not sure if you picked up on it from the audio. It's kind of hard to tell. But as I said, I had a gobbler at 80 and another one at like 150. And the one at 80 is the one early in the audio that is absolutely burning it down. Like he is gobbling his full head off. Mm-hmm. And so he's got, and I'm set up perfect on him in my opinion. And the other turkey's kind of gobbling every now and then. Well, so I did that tree call very early on, just the softest little tree call, like like it was nothing, you know? Yeah. When I did those yelps, that close turkey shut up. Like, I don't think anything could have made him gobble at that point. Hmm. And he stopped, totally. But the far one answered me. And so I was kind of confused. Like, I was like, oh, crap. Like, does he remember yesterday that I scared him after I called at him? Like, what is... What's the deal? And so I tried calling again. Nothing. Far one answered. And suddenly the close one who's been gobbling every breath is totally quiet. And the far one's gobbling every now and then. And I'm like, what in the world? And then you can't hear this, obviously, but I see the close one flies down totally away from me and like leaving. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I have just scared this turkey. Like, my calls sound terrible. Like, I have just scared him out of the county. <laughs> I'm the worst caller on earth. Like, it just made me feel terrible. And in my mind, I'm like, man, these jokers are smart. Like, he remembers my call from yesterday, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the far one had answered both calls. So, uh, at, uh, when he flew off the close one, I was like, I don't know. Like, should I move? And anyway, I decided to just stay put, see what happens. And I called, and the far one answered. Anyway, as you could hear hear through the audio, he was coming. And then all of a sudden, they were coming. The other one joined him, I assume. It was that one. And they're both goblins. So essentially what happened is they came up there and were drumming. And at 40 yards, I saw him, and I let him keep coming. Let him keep coming. And as you could tell, the last gobble before that gunshot... They were very close. Pretty close. Very, what it sounded very, like to me. Yeah, very, very close. So he was 25 yards and had drummed, strutted, and then both of them, beak to nose facing me, just ripped a gobble in my face. And at that moment, it was like, this is what I was after. This yeah. is this is it. You know, I could have killed him yesterday. When he's walking past me at 36, this is what I'm going to remember that, you know? Yeah. And anyway, I put the beat on him and killed him, and that was the end of it. Anticlimactic ending, you know, all this insanity going on, and then it's just over. 
And as you heard, the other gobbler, he flew up in a tree, and I kind of did some fight furs and stuff, and he just started clucking and putting. And anyway, he ended up pitching off and flying away. But it was an awesome hunt. So here's this, here's what I'm going to ask you. All right. Why did that close turkey, he never gobbled again on the limb? And he, I'm talking, you heard it. I mean, he's just, go, go, go. And I tree called, and it was like dead silent. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion? And I'll tell you mine. So I'm going to say that you were obviously calling from the ground. You were close enough to him that you, the hen, not you, Cameron, but you, the hen, obviously heard him and knew where he was. So at that point in time, he needed to gobble no more. Now, when he flew down and went the other direction, maybe... He's gotten his rear end whooped enough times after he's had a hen or two join him that he knows he doesn't need to have a hen join him without his buddy being around. Just a, a maybe on that last part. And obviously it's all a maybe, but that's that's my theory on that. Yours? My theory is the one closer was the subordinate and he knew that he shouldn't be gobbling back at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he went back and got with the dominant gobbler, and then they approached together, is what I believe happened. Right. Yeah. One way or another, there was some honor being paid and some respect being given. Yeah. Whether, whether, something to do with it for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, that obviously that, that's a interesting scenario. And it's something that if you think back on it, you see it a good bit or witness it a good bit in the spring where and I and I see it in Alabama all the time where you've got a bird gobbling and gobbling and gobbling and you've been calling to him outside of his circle. Yeah. When you get in that circle and you call, you get silence. Yeah. But he's either coming or he's standing back and he's drumming because you're now within that you the hen are now within that circle yeah. and you should be able to hear him drumming and you should be coming to him and so you know i think that i think that happens a lot more to us than what we realize is that you know that gobble that's a far away call of I'm over here, a locator call for a turkey. Yeah. I'm over here, come to me, or I'm over here, don't dare come near me if you're another gobbler. And then you get into those close, closer calls where you're calling as a hen to him, and he knows where you are, and he knows that you should be coming to him. And he also knows that all those other times when he's gobbled back at that hen that's yelped to him or clucked to him that was within his circle, all he's done is call in hunters. And, and you know, I don't believe he knows that they're hunters. He's called in predators is probably the yeah. best way to say that. Problems bobcat, happen when he's gobbling. Yes. Bobcats, crows, owls, hawks, eagles, coyotes, humans. The more gobbling that goes on, the more attention you draw to yourself. And I think that a lot of older mature birds don't want to do that. So, but I still think 
in your scenario, we agreed that that was probably not the dominant bird that you had gotten so close to. Yeah. So, you know, turkey hunting mystery number 922,642.3. One of those things we'll never know the answer to. But us speculating as to what happened is half of the fun. So, I don't know, man. That's it. Who knows? Why we do it? You never know, man. Yep. But that's how it went. And that's the hunt. So I hope you all enjoyed it. It was a heck of a time. That's awesome. That is awesome. So let me ask you a question. When you made your approach in there to get to the bird that was gobbling his brains out, Mm -hmm. did you position yourself between the two gobbling turkeys? (laughs) I wish I had. The back one did not gobble. I got sat down and set up, and it was like I was sitting there, and then the back one gobbled. And I was like, crap. Like, I really wish I was between them, but it also was like, I don't know that I can risk standing back. Like, I'm, I was honestly like, I'm lucky to have gotten to this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, like, I don't know that I could stand up and get back out of here without this close one seeing me. So I just stayed put. But yeah, if I could have, obviously the ideal positioning, had they both been gobbling and giving away location, I would have gotten between them for sure. Yeah. Or at least attempted. But yeah. there was no way because I'd already sat down. That's cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank Any, you, sir. Anytime. Your bird. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Maybe we'll get that story soon. Yeah. Yeah, we might cue that one up in a couple of weeks. It was it was a good hunt for sure. I'll take a dozen more just like it. No complaints. <laughs> None at all. So, well, that's cool. All right. So my next question for you is this. How many turkey stamps from Mossy Oak have you bought so far? I haven't bought any yet, but uh, I plan to. Mm, mm, mm. I'm disappointed in you. Well, how many have you bought? I have three. I bought three. So I bought two. Well, I was going to buy just two. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward, buy three, because I've killed two turkeys. I need to kill, you know, obviously more than one more. But I'm just going to go ahead and pay it forward. So I bought three. I think two days later, I killed turkey number three of the season. And then in the mail Monday shows up my three mossy oak wild turkey conservation stamps. So that was some pretty good timing. And I probably will have to buy two or three more just to keep the birds dropping. You have the UPS man. I have the mossy oak wild turkey conservation stamp. Wow. Way to make me look bad. No, it's not designed. Uh, it was not <laughs> intended, I should say, to make you look bad. I I still think I'm coming out cheaper because whatever the UPS man is delivering to your house, I know costs more than one of those wild turkey conservation stamps from Mossy Oak. I don't know that he's ever delivered a package to me. You know, my wife just keeps him in business. Well, the money to pay for that's coming from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, all right, we just heard the silence. So. That that means that's a topic Cameron does not want to discuss, and we'll just move right on along. <laughs> hey, well, I think you're on to something for the favor of the week, though. Check out Mossy Oak's new wild turkey stamp. The proceeds all go to wild turkey science and benefiting wild turkeys. I think that should be the favor of the week. Maybe go uh, get you a Mossy Oak wild turkey stamp. Or five. Or 20. Or 25. Absolutely. Do that. 
and yes, that is exactly what I was setting that up for. So it was not designed or intended to make you feel bad. It was intended to be a segue for the favor of the week. So if you guys have not seen the the new stamps, pull them up online, go to Mossy Oak's website and just type in wild turkey conservation stamp Mossy Oak. You can go to Google and type that in. It'll pull up the the website for Mossy Oak, pull up the that page where you can buy the stamps. The stamps look great and they go for a great cause. And when you look at the article or the information that goes along with the stamp for this year, it gives you a little, I guess, a summary or synopsis of how much money was raised for the wild turkey last year and where some of that money is going into some of these projects. And That'll get you fired up to buy some stamps right there. So go do it. Also, most of you guys are hunting right now. Be safe out there. I think we say it almost every single week during turkey season. Just be safe. So and enjoy. It's what it's all about. Enjoy it. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's it's all about the memories and the enjoyment. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, cool. What do you think? You want to wrap it up for the week? Heck yeah, man. Let's wrap it up. Good All luck right. to you this week. Yeah, good luck to you too. I expect to see some pictures from you over the next few days, so whack them. Hope so. Good luck to all the listeners too. Good luck to y'all. Be safe right. and have fun. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on Hunting Afternoon Birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.